Hello, Floridians. Welcome to another Tuesday edition of the Florida Versus podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Peter Murphy. Let's get right into it. This is the two-minute podcast preview. Today, the two-minute podcast preview is brought to you by the Beat Your Chest Comedy Tour featuring Peter Murphy. So, a quick rundown. I have selected 20 dates in the month of April where I will be doing a 30-minute comedy show on Zoom directly to you. You are the entire audience. It's just you. This is in preparation of my 30-minute comedy special that I've been preparing, and you can sign up very soon on a website link that I will give you shortly. Uh, If you'd like to sign up early, simply go down to the details of this episode and leave a voicemail with your name and your email address. I would love that. Uh, Today's two-minute podcast preview, it's almost halfway over. Uh, I would like to thank all my supporters, Mike, Gina, Kelvin, Collier, Justin, Dawn, Susie, Lindsay, and new new sponsor, new supporter, Peter, like the name of that guy. And today on this Tuesday podcast, I am talking to CJ James, a friend of mine from Orlando. He had the luxury of going to the Super Bowl in Tampa. We talk about that. We talk about our partying days in Orlando from about 2008 to 2011, 12. And we talk about racism and how in Florida and kind of how... It is like humidity in Florida. You don't understand how strange or different it is or how it feels until you go somewhere else and experience something else. Very interesting conversation. Go just a smidge over an hour. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, CJ was very kind not to share a uh, very embarrassing story of me. But when we get him back on the podcast, he'll have to share that story. All right, thanks so much. Oh, and uh, today I'm cooking potato salad with dill. Have a good podcast. (laughs) CJ! CJ's in the house. There you go. Love it. (laughs) I I will say, you're not the first guy to write a song for me, but it's always (laughs) nice to like get that playlist added to <laughs> that that was yeah exactly it's a it's a spotify playlist for all cjs around welcome floridians <laughs> to another episode of florida versus today joining me on the podcast an old friend a floridian uh whether he wants to admit it or not uh the the wonderful the lovely the charming cj cj james how are you doing today i'm doing well thank you peter murph (laughs) now cj you and i met in orlando you're going to the university of central florida and you yeah repping the nights right now uh and (laughs) man you know i want to talk about just kind of like the time that was what was it 2006 to 2010 or, or 2006 to 2010 yeah i think it was Woo. oh what a more innocent time <laughs> <laughs> uh and before we get into that i want to start uh with plugs up top uh cj what can you uh, what can you drive our listeners to check out what absolutely a- i am co-host of a podcast called bra meets world uh where we talk about boy meets world me and my co-hosts are two black guys who uh talk about being raised on this very white tv show um <laughs> but yeah. it, it was very formative you know a lot of like what we learned about love and what we learned about friendship was like formative by using that show and i think that's like the story for a lot of 90s kids you know um parents didn't have time to teach us anything so instead we just watched <laughs> television and learned a lot um yeah were you were you say uh, a latchkey kid i was a latchkey kid i was really? like the definition of a latchkey kid um and i was like a latchkey kid who also was like with my sister so i was a latchkey parent <laughs> oh no your sister is younger yeah she's four years younger than me oh wow see i didn't have that i mean my my grandparents had retired so uh, pretty much like they i mean my grandma worked at the bakery my grandpa had a job designing pools but they were always there to like pick me up and my mom was working so i had le- had less of that experience but still that's great know. though <laughs> yeah but i mean i still watched probably just as much boy meets world as you <laughs> what's so, um 
Yeah, what are the lessons? What are, like what are uh, there are plenty? Of, um, the most important lesson that we've learned is that white boys just get away with a lot. Uh, you know, that's that's <laughs> oh, definitely fun. something, and uh, that the '90s was uh, not that great for female characters. Like uh, you are either the love interest or um, can I curse on this? Yeah, fuck it. Or a bitch. Like honestly, it was like <laughs> there's like bitch of the week every every so often. That's so. how they were classified? Bitch of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of, you know what? To kick it over to another I guess sitcom. That was kind of like Seinfeld, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like Jer- with Jerry's revolving door of girlfriends? Absolutely. Uh so it's so funny you say that. I was uh, during that time, while watching Boy Meets World, I was the only one of my friends who watched Seinfeld and Friends at the oh, exact wow. same time. So, like, I, I like I got into that stuff really early, and like my sense of humor was like Seinfeld uh, or Friends, like at the age of like ten. And no one got my references until I was like twenty, and everyone started watching like the box set, and then. And when everything got put on streaming services, like mm. they really blew up, and I was like, man. Like this is this has been my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been into this. You know, you know what I I discovered after the fact, I wasn't. I mean, I was aware of those those shows, but I really wasn't watching them. The stuff that I was watching was um, like wrestling, like WWF wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you and, and every guy World. I had a crush on, <laughs> <laughs> and like Brink, uh, like all the Disney Channel movies. But the thing that I I caught on to man must have been this must have been about 18 months ago year and a half ago uh living single dude living single like all right love sinclair yeah sinclair amazing and then also living single is the type of show where i don't think people know because I didn't know this until I rewatched it, how much my personality is built on that sitcom. Like the-, really? the Oh, so amount, you're watching it around the same time, right? I was watching it around the same time. Again, Latchkey Kid, I had nothing to do after school, right. but like watch television. I watched Living Single and like, I, I watched it uh, recently cause it's on Hulu. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the way I pause, the like references I make, like uh, the little one-offs, sayings right. that I'll have are all from that show. And I didn't even know it myself, <laughs> but I loved living single when I was growing up. My mother, um, she just had like a, uh, Queen Latifah's character is Khadija, Khadija mm-hmm. like personality. So Khadija reminded me of my mother. Oh. Uh, my mom's friends had like a, a Max type friend and a regime type friend. So like, I think I could like identify with it. Oh, that's and, so funny. Um, Another thing about 90s television, this is not what the purpose of this podcast is, so sorry. But <laughs> no, another good. thing about 90s television that's crazy is me and my co-host often talk about, it was like this uh, golden age of black mm-hmm. television. You had all these black sitcoms. So a lot of people were like, when was the first time you saw yourself on television? Mm-hmm. I was like, I grew up with it. Like, you know, I grew up with Family Matters and Fresh Prince. And then you had Living Single. Like, I had always had this this wealth of black characters to pull from. And it wasn't until I grew up and I realized that it stopped after 2000 and it wasn't really a big thing before the Cosby show. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this was just a really good time to have these characters on television. So com- a combination of you listing those shows like family matters, which I also watched. And the fact that you're talking about this time period, I'd be <laughs> remiss if I forgot like the other stuff that I grew up on, which was other than like the wrestling stuff and uh, uh, the Disney Channel movies, I would also watch a ton of Family Matters. I would watch the Jamie Foxx show, which I love. <laughs> Wayne's Brothers yep, show yep. was this incredible. Is what I'm saying. Give me a high five. Uh, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, and yeah, there there was a there was a time for that. And what was that all on uh, the WB or the CW? So was that, okay, like, the main thing. I'm gonna give you a little background history. Yeah, yeah. Um, for those of you who don't listen to my podcast or have never listened before, you should know that almost anything that's pop culture related and fun, I will bring it down with some social justice history. <laughs> like I will, I'll give you a little <laughs> black history lesson. So anyway, how it works is whenever a network. Uh, want it to launch usually they don't have an audience so they will give creators um, 
a little bit of room and space. That's why you get things like Married with Children or The Simpsons from Fox. Like they're able to take a little bit more risk because other established networks won't do so. So Fox and the WB, when they launched, they had a bunch of black content on them. Um, They got popular Mm -hmm. because black people were like making great shows like in Living Color, Living Single, uh, the Jamie Foxx show, Wayne's Brothers, all of them helped establish those networks. And then the moment they got a good enough audience to where they were recognizable and team players, they brought in white content, white writers, and then just canceled all of those shows. And that has been the pattern of like creating a network for years on years. You get black people to come be your base, build your audience enough, and then you bring in slowly bring in white writers, white content, then you get that money and you just forget about the the black people and you've who seen helped that, you establish. You've seen that pattern multiple it's, times. They'll wow. tell you about it. Like if you like, really? like talk to anyone who's in the TV industry, they're like, yeah, this is what you do. <laughs> Dang! Even Michigan J Frog got uh, you know replaced eventually. Exactly right. right? <laughs> Whoever they got dancing around over there now. Uh, well, talking about your childhood, you know, CJ, you and I met uh, when we were in college in Orlando, Florida. I it must have been around 2008 or 2009. Now, what? Where are you from originally? Because I don't. I, I so, despite being your friend for all these years, I don't think uh, I don't think I know that. Thank you for asking. No, um, I was born in Virginia. Uh, and okay. I was in Virginia for the first like nine years of my life. Okay. But then uh, my mom moved to Orlando or okay. Kissimmee at the time. Right. Uh, she moved to Kissimmee, which is right underneath Orlando. And um, I grew up, I consider Central Florida my home because that's right. the place that I spent like the majority of my formative years. I got to um, say zero, age zero to nine there's some things that happen there, but like, you're not, you're not recording anything. Yeah, <laughs> you're not recording anything. There's nothing really. Um, I don't, you're not like forming yourself. Maybe I don't, or at least you're not, not consciously. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, okay. So I think that makes you, that, that puts you in, that puts you and I in the same category in the sense of born somewhere else and then moved young. Cause I think I was like maybe five when I moved from New York to Florida. But you know, once that Florida smell hits, you, gets on you, it's hard. It's hard to shake off. Uh, so, and Kissimmee, Kissimmee. When I think of Kissimmee, I think of obviously uh, Disney World. But there's like a Disney town, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, celebration. Celebration. Were you very celebration. close to celebration? I was close to celebration. And the so thing about celebration, would you peek in there? Like, what was the deal with celebration? So the thing with celebration is uh, Disney was like. Everyone who knows Disney knows that they like things to be perfect and kind of like televised and televised and controlled. And so um, Disney was like, there should be like a town that's just like that, like Main Street (laughs) USA. And they created this uh, little, I guess, town region um, called Celebration. And it, it was known in Orlando as like the place to go for Halloween because those like, oh, like, like yes. I think their homeowners associations was like the grass has to be this height. You have to participate in holidays. You like have you, to have a certain income. Yeah, exactly. Like every house, like you, they're very particular with what is uh, decorating the house. Correct. Right? Exactly. So many, so many bizarre rumors, like a Stepford situation, but also very Stepford. Very German World War II. If you're yeah, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Like Disney, you're stepping, you're stepping over <laughs> your lines here. You know what I mean? Like, it's Florida. Florida is an anything goes type state. Like it's just like right. let's let's throw spaghetti at the wall and see what happens. But what's that slippery slope? It's like okay, yeah, we're Disney World. We have this great compound. We have <laughs> we have hallways under the ground so none of the astronaut men interact with the toy story characters let's build a community then what then like oh let's have our own disney nation you know like uh that's exactly what they're going for i don't know if you've watched disney plus but disney's uh, plan is to literally take over the globe and as far as i'm concerned i think most of america is like yeah that's all right i mean like the alternative is what doing it myself (laughs) (laughs) as long as i get to live in mr feeny world or land or whatever mr feeny land yeah feeny town Feeny Town. Feeny Town. Right now, ne- uh. look at it right next to Halloween Town. <laughs> exactly. Another great uh, Disney movie. All right, well, okay, you're a Floridian. Uh, I'll just say that. And you uh, had the luxury or the the pleasure, I suppose, of 
not only being a Buccaneers fan and celebrating the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, but you were also at the game. Yep. At like, what was what was that like? Every just take me through everything. What okay, was, so what was it all like. First of all, like let's just start like getting on the plane. Like getting on the uh, plane from LA. It's something, yeah, from LA. It's weird because it's like it's during a pandemic. You know, we have our mask on. We're like double masked up. We're very very nervous. But it's the Great. Super Bowl, and uh, I didn't this tell anyone. You and, your, you and your boyfriend went. Right? Me and my boyfriend. My boyfriend works for the Buccaneers. Oh, cool. And so um, he got us invited. You know, we got first class. All of those you know, like set up. Awesome. And so Great. what happens is we're on the the flight. And I have been like quarantining, distancing, not really seeing anyone. So this is like our first time really doing anything this engaging with other people. Yeah. Um, but the plane is packed, as packed as it can be. No. And everyone's getting on the plane with like Bucks gear and wow. stuff. And I'm like, oh, like, is this, isn't, is this just like a, a Super Bowl <laughs> bus? Like, like, it just feels like. This is a party yeah, bus? Yeah, it's a party bus. It, it feels like that. Uh, sure enough, we get like almost everyone on the plane is going to the Super Bowl. And uh, when we get there, it's weird because, you know, the Super Bowl is usually this huge event. The town is like supposed to be filled with parties and stuff. And uh, that's just like it can't happen. So everything's like kind of structured. And there are um, what is it called? There are there was like an NFL event experience that was like something they set up outdoors. It was really fun. It was really cool to do. Like but almost like a stranger things drive through. Yes. Yes. Very similar yeah, to that yeah, yeah. where it's just like, it's, it's social distance. It's outside. Um, but that was, that was fun to see. I think it was interesting to go back to Tampa, uh, which again, because I'm Orlando, I call it Trampa. You know, like there's this whole <laughs> right. Orlando Tampa rivalry. But like, yeah, to go to Tampa and just see how much they were like willing to ride, and like they were just so happy for the like thing it is, to be there. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what the NFL said. They said, oh, they'll we'll release fifteen thousand tickets or twenty thousand tickets. But everybody just heard that, or at least I heard that, and I thought. No, you're not. There's going to be 60,000 people there. You know what I mean? Like, so, what was it like being inside the stadium? So on the inside day? the stadium, inside the day, it's actually like they put um, cardboard cutouts of people in between the seats so, like, no one would take it. Oh, and, that's cool. Yeah, it was actually pretty socially distanced. It was like, I think it was like at 20% capacity. Okay. Um, and oh, then, okay. you know, you have like the cardboard seats in between. The thing that was funny, though, is like, all of the social distancing that you want to do inside the the game, outside the game, just crowds. Like really? people from all over just coming in. You're like, dudes, like, like I was like, I felt bad because I'm like, I'm here and I'm having this experience and I'm doing it safely. But like after the game, there was just like crowds of people, yeah. like just lining the streets, especially since we won. And I was like, yo, like just mass spreader of it. But yeah. I mean, you know, do what oh, you can. Man. Did you make it out uh, unscathed, or did you uh, did you catch the Rona? Uh, so I I was pretty good. Uh, okay, you cool. know, like with a mask and everything, social distancing. Um, there was a there was not a after party, um, and <laughs> at that non after party, um, I made sure to like keep my distance because you know you definitely wanted to make sure that right, you weren't yeah, like contributing course. to the numbers, but also it's the Super Bowl, you want to have a good time. Yeah, man. So, you know, that is, to me, the tagline, the motto of Florida. You want to make sure you have a good time. (laughs) Because you just, it's hard to come to terms with a lot of things that are happening in the air of Florida. You know, the conservative, uh, 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 air about things you know how involved you know churches are how you know shameful a lot of things are how wild places like tampa and daytona can be it just feels like you got to make sure you have a good time or else it's not worth it putting up with your racist neighbor that still has trump flags absolutely 
I mean, but the thing about Florida that's crazy is there's like this respect of racism. I don't know how to say, it, but it's really? just like, you're like, there's like, we're racist and we're proud, but also we're not Ugh. dicks. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, like there's it's hospitality. Well, <laughs> like, it's confused. It's, it's yeah. confused because it's Florida. And what I mean by that is it's the Yankee South. You know, like yeah. somebody, somebody from, from, from Georgia, somebody from Mississippi, someone from Alabama, all places I've spent time would say, oh yeah, you're racist down in Florida. <laughs> Look at it, hold my beer, yeah. you know, watch this. And you know, Mississippi up until 2020, we had the Confederate flag on, on our, our flag. flag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what do you do? Uh, uh, yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. And speaking of good times, the reason why I asked you to come on the podcast is because we met in Orlando, there's so much to be said about the Orlando college bar scene. I just exactly. was hoping was hoping that you would um, share some of those good times. Uh, I have. I'm so excited to share good times. A few things. Please. One, I want to say that we were just talking about that's related to this. Something that I learned as I grew up and I like moved out of the state mm-hmm. is that Florida, the enti- not the entire state, but uh, especially Central Florida and places like Tampa and Miami, um, Saint Petersburg, like Florida is resort living all the okay. time. And you don't understand that until you leave because um, I remember like living in New York and um, you know, you live in small apartments, everything's cramped and you like the winters are cold, but then you go to Florida and like a lot of people like leave New York or like someplace in the winter to go to Florida and just experience like space and like be by a pool. And I'm like, that's just like how you grew up. Like everyone I grew up with, like knew someone with a pool in their backyard. Um, Like what I would do when I was like 13 is like spin, like even though I'm black and I didn't need to, I'd spend it like laying by the pool, getting some sun. You know, it's like a lot of things that (laughs) people do or like people have as goals for like relaxation is just like 24 hours in Florida. And I think that also changes your minds, like your mindset, because like you're living this luxurious lifestyle Mm -hmm. constantly. So you don't understand like why someone would be angry or like be like, like you have nothing to be mad about other than racism. I guess it's like, it's what I'm saying. (laughs) So if you're, if you're going to choose something to be irritated about, it's like, ah, what are all these Hispanics doing around? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, oh, that's so, that's so interesting. That's such a great, great point. I mean, yeah, it is resort living in that it just is so unique compared to any other major city. Like for some reason i see, I feel like a lot of people that I've kept in touch with that have moved out of the state have moved on to big cities that are stark in comparison. Like, yeah. like you just said, you, you moved from Florida to New York and now you're out in LA and you know, other, you know, I moved to LA, uh, other friends of mine will move to, you know, have moved to Austin, Texas from Florida, have moved to Chicago, like these big metropolis cities. And, I guess, I, I guess, you know, you, you just don't, you just don't want to be there anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. And the people that do stay, you know, all in all, it's not a terrible way to spend your life, but it's a, it's kind of, um, it's kind of like you're in, you're living in a cave staring at a wall when you could just turn around and walk out, you know what I mean? I, so what's crazy, one thing, every time I go back to Florida, I think about what you just said, which is that this isn't bad. And when you look at it, you're like, I see all the benefits of Florida living. You like, take their side, right? It's yeah, like, oh like, yeah, I could, I, I have no problem not having any, not owning any pants in my closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I exactly. Have no, I have no problem wearing bright floral colors. I have, I have no problem showing off, what little chest hair I have. Exactly. Like all, think about all of that. And then for the exact same price that you were paying for like a studio, you could have like a five bedroom house. Uh, like, so you think about it from that perspective and you're like, wow, this is really nice. And then someone's like, uh, trans people don't exist. You're like, ah, you know, like, uh. 
there's, there's a catch. I forgot there's a catch there to is, all of this. Yeah, there's always a catch. There's always you go to get a public sub and there's someone with like abortion oh. rights, like like standing outside or trying to hand you um, a Bible pamphlet. And you're like, you know what? You, like it, it's give and take. You're like, get out of the way. I just want to park my golf cart. Exactly. I drove on the interstate to get And here. get a four loco. Like, 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 is that so hard? I just want to relax. I just want to <laughs> relax driving on the interstate in my golf cart with a four loco. Is that too much to ask? Four locos. Uh, well, speaking of speaking of great times, let's get into the college stuff. First, yeah. first thing I don't. I must have seen you uh, on this day, but when I was in Florida, I uh-huh. was around this time that we knew each other. I was doing like promo stuff, and like you wouldn't call it modeling, but you uh-huh. would call it like promo team. Like we would have the the Red Bull girls. Yeah, yeah. Promotional promo. Marketing. Yeah, promo marketing. Yeah like in in person stuff and there would be the red bull girls and dude let me tell you i'll get to my story but let me tell you <laughs> when i was living in this apartment complex called the lofts we yes living, yeah i was living in the lofts where did you live is arden villas no no dude i think i lived in the lofts no because uh, did you yeah i think i did <laughs> You think you did? I think I did. Here's the thing. Honestly, I don't. Because you want to make sure you had fun. You had a hell of a time. You don't even remember where you. Well, well, I want to make it very clear. A few things. One, the stories that we're about to tell about college. Absolutely, I blacked out on a regular. (laughs) Yeah. And I did not know that blacking out on a regular wasn't like what you were supposed to do when you were drinking. Like, (laughs) yeah, nobody, nobody told told me. I was like, oh, I'm in a hurry. No one told me that like blackout drunk wasn't like what you're supposed to do. I just thought that was like how a night of drinking ended. So you're not not alone in that, and we're not alone in that. And that's just how that's just how it was. It's like, hey, let's drink till the lights go off in our heads. In our heads. So so yeah. So I'm living in Lost. You're living in Lost. Anytime the Red Bull girls would would be there and. The Red Bull girls would pull up in a very tiny, I guess, modified Mazda Miata with, <laughs> with only two seats. And the back of the car was gutted out and replaced with just like a, cases, a, refu- a refrigerator yeah, with cases and cases and cases and cases of Red Bull. Yep. Uh, sugar-free in tradition. <laughs> of and, course. And, Need that sugar-free and, option. Exactly. And on top of the, on top of the car, was a giant Red Bull can, like a mm-hmm. six-foot Red Bull can. Absolutely. And so, and so these girls would hop out, you know, in tank tops and shorts, and they would have these Red Bull backpacks on, and they would pe- stack them up, and then, and they would, you know, just grab to get them out of the backpacks. They would like grab out of the other person's backpack, whatever, uh, and they work as a team. Anytime that car pulled up to the lofts, I had this roommate named Mark, and he would always he killed me because he would always do this like very fratty voice and he would be like dude the red bull girls are here the red bull girls are here and i would i don't know what the hell i was doing in my room but i was like i was like watching tv or like i, I don't know where i was it was he like basically yeah like the ice cream truck has got <laughs> like absolutely he basically sounded a horn the red bull girls are here and we went running down before they were out of red bull it was Absolutely. so funny. So anyhow, I did a male version of that in, uh, and oh, I was doing for Sparks. Do you remember what? Sparks? Yeah. I did not know you were like, uh, like, like you said, not male model, but you were like. Uh... <laughs> well, I did this once, and this is the reason why I was not invited back. Uh, <laughs> so it was for Sparks, and I think it was UCF football versus Tulane or, or, yeah. or one of those teams. And. Uh, it was me and a team, and obviously I knew a lot of people that were tailgating. So I had this, you know, the Red Bull girls had tank tops and shorts mm-hmm. and, and Red Bull branded backpacks. And what I had was a double XL t-shirt, whatever, <laughs> whatever pants I wanted to wear, and a, a duffel bag with like little John's face on it or something. Wow. Just with a ton of that. How'd that work for you? So this is how it worked for me (laughs) is, I mean, I don't remember when tailgate started, but we started at 10 AM. We got out there Mm -hmm. at 10 AM. Yep. That's when tailgate started. (laughs) Yeah. Hit this, hit, hit the tailgate, uh, tents at 10 30 after there was some 
team meeting or whatever. And we were all getting, you know, getting paid. Also big mistake. Don't pay before the event. <laughs> At least wait. That's, that's terrible. That's a terrible idea. I don't know who, who thought know. of that. You sparks idiots. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, got this huge duffel bag of sparks, which is, energy drink alcohol which was still allowed at the time i don't know if it is or isn't uh i'm walking through i start to see some friends i start to see some people uh i'm acquaintances with i start to see some people i don't know tons of them and i've got this big bag and i'm like hey what's up guys you guys want some free sparks yeah sure whatever and i didn't even have to, I, I was just like handing them out and i was like hey i'll trade you for a beer then we started shotgunning beers. Then we started shotgunning Sparks energy drinks. And they were like 16 to 20 ounces of energy and like yep. malt liquor. Absolutely. And uh, it ended up with me not meeting back at the base afterwards, <laughs> after the promo. Uh, but that's, you know, I wanted to make sure I had fun. Uh, Absolutely. You know, while I was working. And, you know, I, I got to do that stuff like that. Uh, through college and I got to do stuff at like ABC liquor where I was doing yes, like wine ABC. tasting and I really became, you know, a workaholic. I wouldn't say alcoholic because I was <laughs> technically working. <laughs> That's uh, good. I love it. <laughs> but you were doing like, you know, those are just the types of situations you would, you would uh, walk into. What was, what could you tell somebody about the okay. UCF tailgate experience? Let me tell been. you about, let, before we even go to the tailgating experience, I need to tell you about the college bars in Florida Yeah. for two reasons. One, when I tell this story, most people are like, you have to be making this up. And I was like, no, this is like actually real life. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I don't know, like people were like, how do these people make money? No idea. It's probably <laughs> a, a front for like a drug company. Like it doesn't make sense Absolutely. when you put it down on paper. It's like, no, none of this makes sense. But <laughs> There was this place called TDs. Um, TDs. TDs. And I was that the two-story place? The, um, yes, it was a okay. two-story place. It. I think it used to be like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Yeah, or like um, a McDonald's play place, but they yes, took the slide it was out. Something, and then like they they converted it into this college bar. So let me tell you, this is how TDs work. If you went on a Friday before, I think it was like before five. Uh-huh. It was like before five or below before four. Don't yeah. really remember. It doesn't really matter. But if you went before the, the cutoff, you could get into the bar for $2. Okay. You would get a wristband and you could drink unlimited beer from, from four to seven. So I want to imagine unlimited beer from four to seven Oh God! Listening yeah. like like with a two dollar admission. <laughs> then wait a minute. At seven o'clock, it would go from beer to liquor, and then like everything was like dollar liquor, three for one, three for ones, oh. Long Island iced teas <laughs> from seven until eleven o'clock at night for two dollars. <laughs> And that's what, like, my friends would do. We would get off of work because, like, we, we had, like, college jobs. We'd get yeah. off at, like, three. Go, or uh, I can say this now because I don't work for them anymore. Yeah. Or we would let someone go, like, take turns going to get your wristband because you could leave <laughs> and come back. Again, none of this makes sense. You no, could leave no. and come back um, <laughs> as long as you had your wristband. And for $2, you could drink all night. Now, they did also they had free pizza from four TDs, to yes. seven TDs. that was their thing because all these places had similar promos you know three for one you know uh you know five dollar top shelf one yeah, down whatever exactly uh but td's was the only place that offered pizza you got free pizza and it was in like it was in walking distance which is also why we did it because it was like a mile away and so we could <laughs> go but um again i i was like when i got older i was like no wonder i like i get blacked out until uh like no wonder, uh, we, don't drink know, until <laughs> no wonder we don't remember where we lived for two hours sorry, we don't sorry, remember where we live now I, i'm not sure we even knew where we lived back then no not at all uh, for for two dollars i could drink all night long yeah. and i say this because when i grew up and i went to New York. <laughs> um, I went to New York, and I tell this story very often. How old, had, you, how old, how old were you when uh, you were I was twenty? I would have like twenty-two. 
great 22, time to be in 23. New York. Great time yeah. to be in New York. Oh, I like I uh, I think it's New York's a great place for your twenties. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at least then I don't know about now, but anyway, um, we I went to like this club with like a coworker and all this other stuff, and um, they were like, "Hey, my friends really enjoyed you last night, but they were like kind of upset because they kept buying you drinks, so you never bought them any." Oh, and shoot. I was like, "Oh, like I didn't know you were supposed to do that." And he's like, "Oh, so like you just go to bars and." don't pay for drinks i was like yeah like, like i was so confused i was like no like i've never paid for alcohol like i get like i had a wristband i don't know what like like people just bring me drinks <laughs> much less not i mean no this has nothing to do with you but just the uh, the university system in florida not only were we not getting an education <laughs> but we were also not getting any sort of help in reference to social cues nope or, or how to act around people. Nope. Oh man, that is so. Oh, that is so relatable. I was. I cannot tell you. I like. What I was so confused. I like Dude. went back to work and I was like, "Hey, you guys." I was like hanging out with so and so, and his friends were mad. I didn't buy them drinks. Do you guys pay for drinks? And they were like, yeah, dude, everyone does. And I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> that is incredible. Incredible. Do you remember any? Uh, any nights at TDs or any of the bars that uh, stick out to you? Uh, yeah. So they say that you aren't really like drunk until you've had like a rule named after you. And one time <laughs> I got so drunk at TDs, like TDs was like the, it was a, like the place that you went before you went to everything else, because of course, oh, you know, right. it had like before you went to library or um, as you said, Devaney's or any of those other stuff, you went to TDs cause they had the pizza, you get free drinks. Um, so uh, they also used to have pool tables yes. and they had the pool tables for people to play during that like happy hour session. Mm -hmm. um, but because of me, they, oh, no. they got rid of the pool tables and like they did it in stages because they used to have um, the pool tables there. But of course, everyone would like put their drinks down, like you're playing beer pong or whatever. Yeah. And then one day I got like wasted. This is like early, early drinking. I've, I just started drinking one and day. Uh, right. I got wasted, but like to the point where I was like, I was just like, I'm tired. I need to lay down. I literally like swipe the entire pool table, like full of beers and I crawl on top. I just needed a flat surface to lay down. Oh I crawl on God. top and I just lay down and I go to sleep. And because of that, they were like, we can't have these pool tables just like open anymore. Like, and they started wow. putting like plywood down. So you couldn't do that. But yeah, I had a good nap from what I can remember. <laughs> so that's so funny. That's so funny. I, there's no way I was there that night. No. But I, <laughs> I, I, I remember the, the back, you know, or the, <laughs> the result of this, the CJ rule. But, <laughs> but later, later in life, I, I lived at this place with uh, two other guys and it was this cool in LA here, this cool apartment. We would always throw this really big Super Bowl party and you would always, you would. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember pulling a CJ. I was, <laughs> I mean, that was my time. Like that was the one weekend where I, the place would be so clean and it would be, we would throw a massive party and it would feel like, yeah, it would. It felt. I think that's why I gravitated toward it. I was like, "Yes, something I recognize. Someone exactly. who parties like I remember partying." And it was this dude named Logan, and you know, we were just like sort of like uh, acquaintances, but he was. Like, we were just. We were just kind of like you know doing a bit where we we're like, we gotta surf, surf this. We gotta <laughs> surf that. And he goes, "Dude, I'm gonna surf the bar because we had a we had a oh yes live had like an actual bar." <laughs> We had a little library area, but we converted it, the shelving, instead of books, we just put alcohol. And it was like a bar that uh, was built in this, uh, in this place from the people that had lived there the, uh, prior to me. It sounds like a frat house. And, you know. It absolutely, it looked like a frat house. <laughs> it might have been. But I mean but, that in the best way possible. Yeah. But Logan goes, I got to surf this bar. And I'm like, all right. There's <laughs> over 100 people in this three-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment. And they all seemingly just left their uh, beer bottles, their empty beer bottles on the bar. And I go, all right, whoosh, just <laughs> wipe everything. And he jumped up and I, and my roommates were like, oh my God, what did we get ourselves into? And so he did that. And also there, there was this other bar you remind me of, it's called, uh, that was called Scoops. 
Scoops, yes. Oh, dude. And yeah, I brought scoops. a friend. I brought a friend. The thing, the funny thing about Scoops was, it was next to this place called I think Mickey's. Yes. Yeah, and there was this huge parking lot, which yep. it was like, ah, if every place is closed, we'll go, you know, go to Scoops or you know, go there on like whatever night they had. And Scoops was always, man, Scoops and Library. What I remember is going there. And there be being at least two to three inches of just standing water, just yeah. just coming out from the bathroom at all times, yep. and everything was painted black because it yep. had to be. Yep, uh, <laughs> you didn't want to see anything. <laughs> no, they just surface. painted right over the mold <laughs> on the walls. And I walked in, and my and oh, and scoops. It, oh, I forget the guy's name, but he. He was on Survivor, and I think he, he won Survivor. Not Richard Hatch, but, like, you know, another guy. Uh, not the first season, but he won Survivor, and he invested all of his – There, this was the story. He invested all of his money into scoops. Wow. I brought a, a friend. Yeah. That terrible was a terrible investment. Idea. <laughs> terrible investment. Though I was there when Kimbo Slice got knocked out by Seth Petroselli. Uh, it, uh, we were watching that UFC fight, and Seth Petroselli is from my hometown. I was there from with my friend Joey from my hometown. We walk in and Scoops, what, you know, how would you describe Scoops? Um, I don't like, is there a way to say trash dive nightclub? Like <laughs> trash dive like, nightclub. And what made it nightclub was there was like two bars and there was like, I think what made it nightclub-y was the neon lights. Ne I was going to say the neon lights. Yeah, the neon yeah, light. yeah, yeah. It was like, everything was black. You'd have like neon, like, the neon are like, what does it got? Like laser lights. Um, you'd have yes. that. And they had a cool dance floor uh, on one they did side. They a cool dance floor. Yep. Yep. Or as cool as it could be. And then, uh, and then. Yeah, we're measuring everything in Florida standards. Like, trust me, I understand anyone who would actually go there who had like a sense of class would be like, what is this third world country you've taken me to? <laughs> Owned by a former reality star. There is nothing more Florida than that sentence. Uh, like <laughs> Owned by a former reality star. Yeah. And I walked in with my buddy Joey on that night and there were, you know, the pool tables were not covered, but there had to be maybe two to four pool tables. And there were, there were two to four pool tables and there were six to eight girls dancing on top of the pool table yeah. of each pool table. Mm -hmm. Just they weren't go-go dancers or anything. They were just, hey, no, just I dance. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I want to dance on an elevated service. And we walk in and my buddy Joey looks up at them and he's like, Oh my God. Like I had to like I had to like put his jaw, I had to pick his jaw <laughs> off the floor. It was so it was so funny. It was oh it was Yeah, we used to have people like kids come from out of town to party in Orlando. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, like, now that I'm older I, and I see how other people live, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is, like, the w Wild West. Like, yeah. no, like, 90% of what happened was, like, a legal activity. Like, none of it could <laughs> be legal. No one was of age. No one was, like, doing what they're supposed to do. Um, I'm, like, regulations just thrown out the window. Um, uh, I want to end with the uh, uh, a fun tailgate party story because my time in Orlando was so was it was it was measured by tail the tailgate and now let me know if 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 you this is similar to you <clears throat> I want to end with this but before that I want to go to just remember any of the specials that we had like there were I remember there was like always ladies night there was always like three for ones right yeah there were you know, $2, like you said, $2 buy, you know, buy a wristband drink, you know, mm -hmm. all night. There was, oh gosh, there had, there was like, buy a shot. Buy I'm telling you right now, you're talking to the wrong person. It wasn't until 23 that I realized that you had to pay for liquor. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I thought. Some, yeah. What were some of the other, cause like some of the other bars had like, had other, really fun uh what was it like specials what were the well yeah because you would also go like i don't know about like we would like party in orlando or, mm -hmm. or like in like the central or uh college area but then like you'd also drive no one should have been driving but you would wow. drive to downtown mm. and then like party downtown on church street so like yes. there were all of those bars down there as well 
Uh, and yeah, so once like you I'm turned 21, about. once you turned 21 and stopped going to the college bars, then it was like, oh, downtown's open for me. And that, that was like such a big moment. I remember like meet like the bouncers and I were like, it was like counting down the days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one, one thing I remember at downtown in this, you know, at this place called Latitudes and also yes, Latitudes. also on the college side was you would buy like a pitcher but yes. for yourself. That's what I'm sorry. Right, so this is what I'm talking about. Like the the very first time I blacked out, and I know it seems like I drank excessively in college, uh, and that's because I did. Uh, <laughs> every day, every day, I'm telling people, I'm like, I don't know how many concussions I've had. I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like I don't know if that's not normal. It's like that ringing supposed to be in my ear, right? It's been yeah. there. Um, but anyway, um, the very first time I blacked out it was because. I met this dude, um, I don't know if it's apparent yet, it should be, I'm gay, I've been out since I was like 19 in, in, in college. I was like, to be fair, I was like one of like the only out gay kids or whatever, but like, and most of the time I would just go to straight bars. But I was at this, I was at TD's. Okay. Um, uh, I met this, like this dude came in who I thought was cute and I would talk to. That's honestly how I met most of my friends. I was just like, you're a cute guy. I'm going to talk to you. Let's see what happens. Um, I'm and, honored. I'm honored. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to say, to be fair, <laughs> that's exactly what happened with you. I was like, that dude's cute. I'm going to talk to him. Um, and like, usually I was like, oh, you're a cool dude. And you're not gay and that can't go anywhere, but that doesn't mean we can't party. Sure. Um, and that's, that's my version of gay. I don't know how everyone else felt. But anyway, so. Um, there are I, I many this, shades in the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. I, I met this dude. Uh, he had a picture of the Long Island iced tea, like a picture. <laughs> and he what was like, hey, man. He was like, I don't like this. Do uh, you want it? And I was like, yeah. Again, I never paid for it. Like, I didn't know this. So he was like, I, I bought this picture. Didn't want it. Uh, do you? And I was like, yeah. And I go back to my friends. I was like, yeah, I got a picture of, um, yeah. of Long Island iced tea. This dude gave it to me. And they're like, oh, we don't want it. I was like, well, I'll drink it. And I chugged. <laughs> I chugged this picture, but they so it had, wouldn't like, go to waste. Single <laughs> yeah. person pictures, exactly. Like, that was the thing. It's yeah, uh, okay. Um, you know, three dollar pictures of Long Island iced teas, and I don't know what we <laughs> thought was happening in Long Island or why it was named this. It was just like a alcohol suicide, you know, yeah, vodka, oh, rum, Coca Cola. You know, we're just hit, hitting everything, and I remember. I remember, I remember something very similar. I was like, yeah, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll get a picture or whatever. Like that was the promo. Like, why not? So I go, uh, I meet some friends there and like, uh, I, I walk in, I think this must've been library, walk into the library bar, cleverly named, walk into the bar. <laughs> I see my friends 20 feet away. I'm like, Hey, what's up? I wave at them. And then I told them I'm going to the bar before I meet up with them and officially yeah. say what's up. And so there were, you know, it, I was lucky to like the seat for the fact that like the seas parted and I was able to get up to the bar, you know, within like three or four minutes. And as a guy, that was tough. That's yeah. Like good, good on you. I'm tall. So I'm able to do it, but like, did yeah. you have a get to the front of the bar strategy? Well, so like, again, I'm, I'm large. So my mm. strategy was always to like very kindly, but also like just make my way, like my presence kind of like forced people to move to the side. Yeah. Uh, every, every once in a while you'd get like some short guy who was like, I'm not moving but, right. like, <laughs> for the most I, part. Yeah. My strategy would always like be go try and go to the corners and I would yeah, end up going corners. to always end up going into a spot. I was like, Oh, this is open. But then the bartender wouldn't go to that yeah. spot for like minutes. Yeah. And so anyhow, I get up to the front that night. And I was, they were like, hey, and you know, the bartender, she was really cool. She was like, Hey, we're doing this special, like, you know, uh, $3 pitcher, whatever. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Here's my card. Just keep it open there. She was like, okay, great. Uh, and I get a picture, the Long Island iced tea. It's blue as hell, like a fucking Smurf. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they throw a straw in there. Just one straw. Cause they know <laughs> what the deal is. And I, I walk back to my friends who I, you know, seen from across the bar. And I'm like, guys, you know, uh, did you guys know that it was uh, $3 Long Island iced teas? And they were all, they all had their backs to me. And I was like, hey, what's up? And then when they turned around, I was like, hey, do you know about this special? They all turned around and were holding their own pitch. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. There were six of us and everybody had their own pitcher. And it was a so, pitcher. It was like 30 ounces, 32 ounces, 60. I don't know. And so many. the idea that we blacked out only makes <laughs> sense. 
it just like like logic it's like one plus one equals two like it's only like, one conclusion yeah exactly and what's crazy to me that i remember is like especially when i tell these stories is the fact that like i'm six foot four six foot four 200 yeah. plus pounds so like for me these things would take me down so when i realized <laughs> like how alcohol worked and like body mass and all and when I realized there would be like 97 pound girls drinking the exact same amount I'm like yo this is this was dangerous this is like this this is absolutely like like uh neglect I don't know how to put it it. yeah it was reckless it was child endangerment like to let (laughs) to let a 20 21 even 21 year old 97 pound girl chug a long a pitcher of long island iced teas is is yeah it's it's neglectful <laughs> do you ever do you ever go back ever uh, been back to those college bars so the thing about it is like you never want to be that guy yeah you know you like i remember being can't. in college and being that guy or seeing yeah. that guy you never want to be that guy oh, I know. and then when you um when i went back like i went back for a tailgate um, like a you know UCF game, you go yeah. back for a tailgate, and you realize you're like, this isn't me anymore. Like this isn't for me anymore. This is your time. Yeah. Do you? I'm still gonna drink. I'm still gonna have fun, but I can't do it to the level that you are. But I right. like for me, I'm like Godspeed. Enjoy this time. <laughs> well, bringing it back to the tailgates, I think the tailgate in Orlando in UCF was the coming of age uh, tell. For everybody. Yeah. First first tailgate that I went to, uh, I'm wearing I, I remember exactly what I was wearing, because I wore this type <laughs> of stuff all the time. But I, I I was wearing like wearing like some kind of like shelled necklace. I had an yep, Abercrombie, I had an Abercrombie shirt on. Yep. All of these things track. <laughs> ripped express jeans. And then yeah, I would have worn some khaki shorts with pockets, but I get where you're going. <laughs> some kind of some kind of like white Puma uh, tennis shoe. But by the end, and then, you know, I show up and all my friends are like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like, dude, we're at a tailgate here. But by the end, God, what was I wearing? I must have been wearing like uh, cargo shorts just so that I could carry more four locos. Yeah, exactly. Like your pocket, that's what the pockets were for. Uh, Yeah, like a shirt, like a tank top. (laughs) <laughs> or a shirt with sleeves that I would rip the sleeves off of yep. mid tailgate. Yep. That was always a fun move. And like flip flops or no shoes or I don't know, slip on shoes or something like that. And that was like that. It, that happened. It was kind of like the way that the Hulk transformed <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hulk from Bruce Banner <laughs> Absolutely. over over from the first tailgate to maybe the second or third. Uh, to you know the hundredth or whatever, yeah. know, how many ever you get to go to, y- you transform into your Florida version of you, and that's the Florida version of like I, I just want to say you I think the thing about Florida is this this ability to kind of live freely. Like again, there's there's racism and there's <laughs> um, you know sexism and all of that other homophobia, but uh, it's you're able to like live harmoniously in a way that like it's how do I say this in New York when I when I first moved to New York I was like wait a minute this racism is completely different because like it's suppressed well yeah it's like it's under the surface whereas in Florida they're like I'm racist I don't like you because you're black but here's a four loco um you know like like (laughs) like that's how it works in in New York it's like Oh hey, um, we're so sorry. The res- like, there's reservations. We can't really like let you in right now. Um, yeah, sorry. No, no, yeah, no Jordans in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're not, like- you can't wear jeans. You can't wear hats. You can't wear. Uh, uh, your hair's a little too curly for what we're going for. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's see. Like, it's just it's very under the surface. You're like, I feel like this is weird. I feel like. I got turned away for a reason, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But also I see a black guy in there, so it can't be because of racism, but you don't know that they hired that black guy to just be inside. You know, like, 
there's that kind of situations. Whereas in Florida, they're just straight up like, oh, by the way, my grandmother doesn't like gay people. Just going to let you know that before you walk into the house. Like, I've had that happen to me where they're like, by the way, you're not black. This is your backstory. Just like, you're like, <laughs> like uh, what am I, the hell am I supposed to do? Put, put here, put this sheet over your face. <laughs> no, no. It's very like, I remember uh, I had a friend whose parents were like, hey, sorry, I went to his parents' house and he was like, hey, my parents don't like black people. You're not black. You're Hispanic. This is your backstory. Just remember it. And you're like, okay, cool. And you go inside the house and you like chill. But like, that's what you grow up with, which is why when you leave, you're like, oh shit, that was a racist ass town. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some good drinks though, some good times. But <laughs> as a black man growing up in Florida and, and, you know, saying you are aware of this level of freedom or the freedom that Florida affords you, what was, what, what was that in, what was that for you and how could you describe that compared to the fact that, yeah, the racism is apparent and blatant, you know? Well, I think that for me, and again, I wouldn't do it now. Freedom. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Well, for me, I think there's like an authenticity to it. You know, like, (laughs) like I say people, I tell this all the time. A genuine racism. Well, yeah, it's it's a genuine, but, and it's, it's racism is still racism and you hate it no matter in what form, but you, I think I respect it more because you're literally living your beliefs. You know, there are people who will tell you that they, they care about black people and then like vote to, um, you know, raise taxes on poor individuals or like know that there's a food desert and want to do nothing about it. You're like, there's like people who are just like aware of these things of systematic racism in like liberal states like California and they know what's going on, but they like, they'll put a Black Lives Matter sticker on their car. Whereas in Florida, if you don't believe Black Lives Matter, you have no qualm saying that you know it's like you you don't feel like you need to be polite you like like the number of white guys who i've had come up to me and explain to me why they feel like they should be able to say the n-word you know it's like that's kind of like the audacity you're dealing with in florida and it's horrible but at least for me i'm like i respect it because i can i can identify it's easy to identify and it's very easy to like uh i don't know like seclude or like put it like be like a we like why are we not speaking to johnny well johnny blatantly is racist and he absolutely said i don't like jews so like i can yeah. <laughs> like that's why we don't hang out with johnny anymore whereas and they, and they wear it and they wear it whereas in california or new york or other like liberal places mm-hmm. you'll be like i feel like that was anti-semitic i can't quite prove it i don't like I don't think he has any Jewish friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You just start to like. "Mm." (laughs) I'd like to narrow down and and just whittle away at what the specific version of liberalism is in Florida or what they believe it is. But we're getting. I'm getting closer to to discovering it, and you know, through your help, I can kind of see it through uh, through a different perspective now. And it's it's definitely its own shade. And maybe it is. How did you experience it? Because (laughs) I'm I'm black, and I had like again. I can remember. Mm -hmm. I'm black and gay. I remember very distinct stereotypes of like blackness and gayness that I was even like people assumed or like I had to deal with. But again, because it was so blatant, and you're like, oh, this is racism. I know how to act or behave and respond to it. How did you deal with it? Because you are biracial Mm -hmm. and like. You also lived in Florida, and in Florida, you're either black, white, or Spanish. They don't care about anything in between. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I really didn't have those conversations because you know my dad is Puerto Rican, and I didn't grow up around him. I grew up around my mom, who's you know Irish and white, and my grandparents were the same. So growing up in Florida, a lot of people were just like, would see me with my grandpa, or see me with my mom, or my grandma. And they would just look at me and be like, huh, he, he must be out in the sun a lot. Yeah. You know? Well, it is Florida, so. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, you're really tan. Get that like, kid some sunblock. Yeah, in health class, I remember the teacher saying, oh, you know, I've had to get all these moles removed because I used to go to the beach all the time. And she would like, she was staring a hole at me, yeah. like in my head. And she was like, I, I, she didn't talk to me afterwards, but it was very apparent. Like, Peter, you're getting a lot of sun. Not <laughs> this kid's bi, you know, biracial or 
you know, mixed race. And, you know, also, you know, my last name is Murphy. So, you know, I didn't experience it in the same way and people didn't assume it in the same way. And honestly, not until my late twenties did I really even discover that I was Puerto Rican because not growing up with my dad, I didn't know anything about him. And uh, my, you know, I, I asked questions, but uh, it was never, it was never obvious. Then I found, then I met my dad eventually and I, it became obvious. And like, I had like certain tendencies that he had and stuff like that. But now I didn't, you know, I, I, everyone was just like quietly curious or they would say, Oh yeah, you're pretty tan Peter, you know? Yeah. So. so it's funny that you say that because um, one thing that I remember two things is one um, when I was in high school, I had like a, um, a chemistry teacher that was like teaching us about solutions and stuff. And he's like, this, so this stuff is so strong. It'll turn uh, a black person white. Hey, CJ, can we test it on you? Like, like, again, that's the kind of like racism I grew up with, but you didn't know it. You were like, Oh, that was like an uncomfortable moment. I think like, as you said, it's like what I've learned are a lot of people. I I read something the other day though. It's like, um, you grow up to realize that they don't like black people. They like to you. And I think that's something that's very true about like Florida and the South is that you'll have like white friends or stuff. And you're like, how can you be, they'll say, how can I be racist? I have like a friend like CJ or a friend like Peter. And you're like, Oh, but you don't, you don't respect my race. What you're doing is you're like, I'm going to ignore all of those things. And I'm going to just focus on like you as an individual. And it's like, all right, no do that. But like on a larger scale, (laughs) you know, it's like, like, expand it. And uh, I think that that's why like you and me, I said the same thing. It wasn't until I moved to New York, Mm. that I had to really learn what it meant to be black because in, in Orlando, you you get to know the individuals you know it's mm. like if i don't like you and i'm not going to get to know you sorry if i'm racist i'm not going to get to know you at all like that's oh. like that wall is there i don't have any interaction with you but if i'm if i'm choosing to look beyond it then you wouldn't know any different like i'm not going to treat you any differently yeah i almost and i almost feel like there were other instances of selected ignorance where they would say like you were mentioning oh well you know i'm cool with cj but these people i don't like but like i'm cool with cj because i know cj it's like it's cj you know but like there here's the problem with the blacks yes you know i the number of like family dinners i've been set at and again in florida where other people's houses and they're like cj why are black people this way and you're like oh i don't know good question (laughs) but again i grew up and i and i left and i was like oh that was a terrible environment like that's but you don't know it you know it's kind of like um what's that whole thing it's like you don't know fish and water yeah. You know, you don't understand that, like, oh, shit, there's water all around me. Uh, for you, yeah. it's just, like, the air you breathe, just, like, the humidity in Florida. Like, I'll say, that, <laughs> I'll say that's a very good analogy. The racism in Florida is very much like the humidity. It's, like, you didn't know it when you grew up in it, but once you leave and come back, you're, like, oh, shit, this is what people were talking about? Yeah, no, it's there. It's apparent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh, before we get out of here, any, uh, fun, interesting tailgate stories, uh, uh, that, um, I, God, I once, I once one time at a tailgate, um, like, cause you, like you've been at a Florida tailgate and there's lots right. of, drinking, but there's very little food. Like you can get free drinks anywhere. Right. Food is hard to come by. People, you like, hunt, come yeah. The, the cooler's open, but the grill is, yeah, the grill off. is like yeah. closed off. And so one time I remember, this like campaign like get rid of the governor or whatever i don't remember it was <laughs> right. but they were like they had burgers and it was like you could get a burger if you signed their petition and i didn't want to sign their petition but mm-hmm. i did want a burger yeah. so i spent like 30 minutes drunk lying like 30 like just talking about the mayor and being like yeah i don't like i don't even remember what i said but yeah. for 30 minutes i waited for that burger to be done and i just like lied <laughs> to these people and what's funny is like in retrospect these people knew i was lying like it's like because i'm a terrible liar yeah especially when drunk but they were like this dude's charismatic and, and funny so like let's just see where it goes also <laughs> terrible grillers to fucking take 30 minutes for a burger i think someone you know like had to go get like they like 
I was like there from setup is what I'm right. saying. Like they like they right, were like, right, we right. have to put the grill together, add the coal, wait for it to heat up. And I was like, yo, I got nowhere else to be. <laughs> Man, I yeah. Even to this day, I I have more patience for free things than, <laughs> than ever. You know, if, if something's free, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll That's take it so terrible. It. That's so American. It right? is. Drinks, burgers. Uh, uh, you know, the number of things we will do, again, like all of this is very college style. I don't, do you remember, uh, God, oh, I didn't, haha, I just remembered. Thank you so much. I didn't live in the lost. I lived in the gatherings. The gatherings. And I also lived in, gatherings. Lived, in lived in the gatherings. That's you and I, I lived, lived in the gatherings after the loft. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I visited you in the loft. I remember right. that. But uh, I lived in the gatherings. And if you remember, there was a Taco Bell, like, right across the street from the gatherings. Of course. <laughs> exactly, right? And I just, like, one of the other things is, like, Taco Bell is something, like, I can't eat sober. Because no. my body is like, no, this is drunk food. Yeah. And, like, it's because for years we would get the level of wasted that we talked about. Yeah. And then someone would be like, I'm going to Taco Bell. And you would get, like, a car full of people. I cannot tell you the number of times where you would be like, I'm going to Taco Bell or sorry, I need a ride to Taco Bell. I will (laughs) buy everyone in the car something if I could just go to Taco Bell. And then you would like cram like 10 people in a car. You'd go to Taco Bell, which is open till 5 a.m. And you would just order like $40 worth. Well, actually it was Taco Bell. So like now like $20 worth of food. Yeah, $20 worth of food for... And then you just wake up in the morning and there's like a half a box of like, what was that little to-go pack they used to have? Like oh, the, yeah, yeah. It was in like a box or something like that. It'd be like a chalupa like on the, on the table. When, uh, I, when I would throw parties with uh, Mark, this guy that would always sound the Red Bull yeah, girl yeah, alarm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those girls couldn't have been from Orlando too. They had to have shipped in other <laughs> promo. Because any, any girl that's smart in uh, Orlando wouldn't have signed up for that. But he, he, he would be like, let's, uh, let's throw a party. And I'd be like, all right, well, you know, let me go. I'll grab a beer or like, you know, some beer and stuff. He'd be like, all right, I'm going to go get Little Caesars. <laughs> he would get three. <laughs> oh, the pizzas. pizzas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just the ready pizzas. to go. It's like, all right, great. You do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Always fun. Well, dude, CJ, thanks so much for uh, uh, walking us through that period of uh of orlando uh, i'll definitely have to have you back on another time to talk about other elements but uh, i appreciate having you on the program thanks for having me i just want to say after all i've said mm-hmm. uh, drink responsibly like that's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm letting you know this because i've learned the hard way drink responsibly to me drinking responsibly is uh drinking as much as i can but not having any awareness of where my keys are so drinking yeah or my yeah. cell phone or my yeah. cell oh, phone dude we used to do that he's like <laughs> hide like dude hide my keys like hide my keys hide my wallet from me like you would do that like like absolutely uh that and then also like when i say drink responsibly i mean like i would go just to the precipice of being blacked out and be like okay now i'm gonna have a glass of water like that's what i mean by drink responsibly like get shit faced but then also like hydrate there's a there's a lot of in, in all the shades of racism that we've talked about and all the shades of liberalism <laughs> that we talked about there's also a ton of shades of responsibility exactly uh, so you know just whatever version of responsible uh you practiced make sure you practice it <laughs> absolutely all right cj well thanks for joining me floridians thanks for listening again i'll talk to you next time